It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, opinion, and insider information you can only find here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this podcast. Apologies for the delay in this Thursday edition getting to you. But I had some technical difficulties with the original recording of the podcast. It was lost to the realm of uh, where things go to die, and I don't, I could, was able to recover it. So we're re-recording on Thursday afternoon. Apologies for the late arrival once again, but we are here talking some BYU football with you. Some more thoughts on the BYU recruiting class with early signing day having taken place yesterday. I know the window's still open, but BYU not expected to add any more players in this window. Uh, we will talk a little bit about the returned missionaries that are coming into the program next year with the large majority of the guys that signed yesterday expected to go on missions right out of high school. But we'll recap the guys coming back off missions that might be able to have an impact that comes off a question from one of you. We'll get to that in this first segment. Second segment of the show, I had a chance to speak with BYU fullback Braden L. Bakri ahead of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, his final game in a BYU uniform. Also talk a little bit about his pro aspirations, so I have a good conversation with him. We'll play that in the second segment of the show. And finally, we'll talk about the curious case of Tausili Fiatoa. A report came out late yesterday that he will not sign with BYU, but will instead sign with the Naval Academy. I had a chance to dig a little bit on this and talk to some people, and we'll talk about the curious case of why he's not signing with BYU and and suddenly deciding, hey, I'm going to go to Navy. There's an interesting element to this that we'll talk about. So there you go. That's the layout of today's show. It is brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. We will tell you about them here in a moment, let you know what they've got going on. A great partner of Locked On Cougars. All right, without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for December 20th, 2018. Alright, the signing window for BYU for all intents and purposes is closed with the 14 players they announced yesterday signing with the Cougars. Expected to be the only 14 that signed before the window closes tomorrow. But BYU does have a number of return missionaries joining next year's team. That's always a curious and unique thing about BYU is a large contingent of their incoming classes are returned missionaries. BYU in their release yesterday talking about the 14 players that signed also indicated that there are four returned missionaries they're going to January for the winter semester at BYU, which would make them eligible to participate in spring ball and get a head start on beginning their BYU careers. Those four players include Salofa, a linebacker from Spanish Fork, Utah, Caden Haas, an offensive lineman from Little Rock, Arkansas, and Pulaski Academy. Uh, Funa played at Spanish Fork High School. Freddie Levi, a defensive end from Fontana, California, and Keenan Peely, a linebacker from Provo, Utah, and Timpview High School. 
Now, those four will have the opportunity to work out with the team in the winter, get into the weight room, etc. But there'll be 15 other return missionaries joining BYU this summer after returning from missions during winter semester. So that's a large group of incoming uh, freshmen or sophomores, depending on when they went on their mission for BYU which is why we talked about all the time in the lead-up to signing day yesterday that there were only about 15 to 16 scholarships open. There will be more scholarships open than usual due to the transfers and other natural attrition. Could be some medical retirements mixed in at some point here as well. But a large group of return missionaries, and uh, hats off here to Denny Karchner. He reached out to me on Twitter and said, Hey, Jake. Are there any return missionaries that would be in the mix to have an impact upon return from their mission? And that kind of prompted me to talk about that, this today. So let's talk about some of the guys coming back off missions and guys that I think have an opportunity to, to contribute. I believe the four players we just mentioned have a chance to contribute simply due to the fact that they'll have a six-month head start roughly on their peers that are coming back off missions. Time in the weight room, going through a spring ball, learning the system, guys like Funa and Peely. Linebacker position got hit hard due to graduation this year for BYU. They should have an opportunity to get on the field and show what they can do. Uh, Freddie Levi, a guy that probably plays defensive end, but maybe if he's, if he's skinny enough and fast enough, he could play linebacker. Also has an opportunity to make an impression. Caden Hawes, offensive line, that's the one that, okay, he'll have an a head start on guys to think he's going to need some time to get back into shape pending how much weight he lost and also gain weight to get to the optimal weight the BYU coaches want him to be. So there you go. That's the opportunity for those four gentlemen. Other players coming back off missions include guys like Alema Pilimai, a guy that could play linebacker or tight end. I would ex- expect with BYU's glut of tight ends right now coming back off injury, he probably ends up at the linebacker position. A guy that I'm personally excited for is Lone Peak product Jackson McChesney. His older brother Austin has had multiple knee injuries, but remains in the mix in the defensive backfield. Jackson McChesney, on the other hand, is going to be a guy that is expected to play running back. Could potentially move out to wide receiver, but has legit track speed. Ran a sub-1100 ran a sub-11 second 100 meter dash in high school for Lone Peak. Comes in with a lot of ability to run. So I would expect that Jackson McChesney is a guy that has an opportunity to make an impression if he's healthy and also in shape. Uh, Mason Fakahua is a kid I really like out of Cedar High School in southern Utah. I believe he'll be a safety for BYU. Could potentially bulk up and play defensive, uh, not defensive line, linebacker. And we'll see how he does. But uh, the one guy I'm really excited for to see come back and I think could be the most likely to see action this year, and it's just, this is my personal opinion, is Chaz Ayu. Chaz Ayu is back off an LDS mission. He was a four-star prospect when he signed with BYU. A highly, highly rated player. Saw spot duty during his freshman season, then left on a mission. He's back now. And I would expect that now that he's had some extra time to get into shape, he's even been back for even longer than the four return missionaries announced yesterday that Chaz Ayu has an opportunity to get into shape and really contribute during spring ball, learn this defense once again, and play a role potentially as a, the starting flash linebacker for BYU if he's able to prove he's healthy. I know that you have Zane Anderson at that position, but I really do believe that a kid like a Chaz Ayu has all the natural ability and talent to make an impact right away. He's been home, I believe, since early on in the fall. Um, I saw some pictures of him actually up at the bowl game. His father, of course, works in the BYU football program, Jason Ayu. So Chaz is going to be getting into shape, and he has a head start on everybody in this group that's coming back off missions. And I expect that Chaz Ayu, in my opinion, 
barring injury, barring something unforeseen, should have the biggest impact for BYU amongst the return missionaries. Other players coming back include kicker Jake Oldroyd. Of course, he was the hero of the Arizona game in Kalani Satake's first win. He'll be back off a of mission. Hopefully his back issues are behind him. He'll be joined by another specialist in Ryan Recco, a kid out of the Northwest. His older brother, Austin Recco, is now playing for the Alliance of American Football team here in Salt Lake City, the Salt Lake Stallions. Recco is a highly touted kicker and punter. He's expected to be a punter at BYU. And Danny Jones, being the lone punter on the roster, uh, the Aussie, uh, should be pushed by Ryan Recco. Recco's more of a traditional set punter, so I'm not sure that... Uh, I know that Ed Lamb likes to have that uh, rugby-style, both-feet ability to kick, but Danny Jones has done nothing to say that, hey, I'm going to lock down this job. So I think Ryan Recco has an opportunity to come in and make an impact. And then one other young man I want to mention uh, here is also, oh, actually two more. We'll mention two more here. Include Isaac Rex, son of Byron Rex, the legendary BYU tight end. Rex will also play tight end, speaking of Isaac, when he enrolls at BYU. He was a three-star prospect out of high school. If he's healthy, he'll add to an already stacked tight end group for BYU and only help the depth of that position, especially with a bunch of guys coming off injury. And then the final player I want to mention is a kid that I think is uh, of a similar mold and skill set to what uh, BYU is getting in Michael Daly, even though Daly's going on a mission two years from now. Played at the same high school as him. It's Preston Lewis. Uh, Lewis is more of a traditional linebacker, whereas Daly is a more traditional pass rusher. But both of them are guys that I feel like can make an impact, especially in the pass rush for BYU. And we'll see how it shakes out. So, Danny, hopefully that answered some of your questions. Hopefully all of you stuck with me there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And those 19 return missionaries, along with about four or five uh, of the freshmen that signed yesterday, are going to make up a 25-man incoming class for BYU. Of course, NCAA rules preclude you from bringing on any more than 25 scholarship players. You can bring on preferred walk-ons and regular walk-ons in addition to that number, but you have 25 Straight up, doesn't matter if they're off a mission, freshman, whatever they are, you have 25 that can enroll each year on scholarship for BYU. So the 19 return missionaries will be joined by guys like Blake Freeland, Carter Wheat, Eric Ellerson, uh, George Udo, Caleb Christensen, Keanu Hill, and then of course there'll be a transfer in Nephi Sewell who will have to sit out the 2019 season. So You've got that 24 to 25-man class, and the numbers will still continue to fluctuate. We'll see what happens when it comes to the signing period in February, who BYU lands, if any of those players are anticipated to enroll early. It's a juggling act that BYU is one of the unique programs in all college football because of all this juggling, but somehow they get it done. So there you go. Some thoughts on the return missionaries and guys that can have an impact, but I really do think Chaz Ayu is the most likely to have an impact for the Cougars. We will step aside here. We'll come back. I promised you we'd talk to Braden L. Bakery, BYU senior fullback. That interview will be coming up next. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show, and that is our good friends at Sling TV. 
When it comes to college football, are you getting all of the college sports you can handle with your TV provider? If not, Sling TV might be the right option for you. If you're sick of paying for the 20 channels that you don't ever watch, that cable bundle, well, Sling TV has an opportunity for you to pick your channel lineup, and for just $30 a month, you get the ESPN networks, Pac-12 networks, SEC network, and more, so you don't miss any of the college sports you can handle. There are new useless channels with Sling. Like I told you, you pick the channel lineup you want, they customize the package for you. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Locked on Cougars listeners, if you want to check it out and see what Sling Sling TV is all about. You can go to sling.com slash locked on and get a seven day free trial to see if it's the right option for you. Over the top TV, the streaming TV services are all the rage. They're going to be the future of TV, in my opinion. So you may want to check it out and get ahead of the curve. Go to sling.com slash locked on and check it out now. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. back to Locked on Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, insider information, and opinion you can't find anywhere else. Technology is a wonderful thing, guys, and you can tell your you can tell your smartphone right now, play podcast Locked on Cougars. You don't have to look it up with your finger. You, your, your phone will do the work for you. It also works with your smart speakers. Just play podcast Locked on Cougars. You can find us there. We're available everywhere. Fine podcasts are to be found. All right, I told you we'd be talking with BYU fullback Braden Albacri. It was a pleasure to catch up with this young man. A great story, a walk onto the BYU football program, ground and ground and ground to finally make the team. Of course, we'll have the distinction as being the first player to score a touchdown in the Kalani Sitake era. He punched in a one-yard touchdown against Arizona in 2016 for that honor, and he's had a great career ever since. He has shown the ability to catch the ball out of the background. He loves contact. He is a special teams ace. Who can ever forget that massive hit he had against San Jose State in 2017? Might have been the one one highlight that people remember from that otherwise forgettable game, and despite it being a win, of course. But he is just a great ambassador of what BYU is all about. I was excited to catch up with him, talk to him about his career at BYU, talk a little bit about bowl prep as BYU faces Western Michigan tomorrow in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl at 2 p.m. on ESPN up there at Albertson Stadium at, on the campus of Boise State University. So we talked a little bit about the bowl prep prep going on. And then we also um, had a chance to talk about his pro aspirations. He wants to go to the NFL. You'll hear him describe what has pushed him his entire career in terms of reaching and striving and doing everything he possibly could to carve out a future for himself playing professional football. This is a young man that I came away extreme came away extremely impressed with. Got a good head on his shoulders. And without further ado, here it is, my interview with BYU fullback Braden L. Bakery. You're a senior. Yes, sir. Bowl game coming up. Yep. How's it feel? 
it's awesome. You know, it's kind of a sad way to end the season against Utah, but I'm so glad to have another chance to go outside and play a, you know, a wonderful game of football with my friends and my brothers. With this, last year you guys, of course, missed the bowl game. What's the difference in the team's, I guess, morale, knowing you guys, hey, you guys were going to a bowl game and you guys have this to look forward to? Um, the morale is completely different. I mean, last year we were just hungry. We were sad. You know, watching all the other bowl games, it just made you work so much harder and you just had a fire inside your belly. Now we're here. We're having a ton of fun, you know, being able to practice. And for all the younger guys, they're getting to learn more things. And, you know, it's almost like two extra weeks of practice that you get under your belt. And that'll help, you know, this team mature and head into spring ball coming even faster. So not only is it good for us seniors to have another game, but it's good for the team overall heading into the future. The running backs have been banged up late in the season here. Have you been taking on more of a dual role, or are you still strictly almost at fullback all the time? Um, I've been taking a dual role, but, I mean, everybody should be back by bowl game. So, you know, practice, save the legs, let Nelbakri run around and have some fun. But who knows what will happen in the game. With you being a senior, of course, I've had people tell me, hey, you've got a potential future at the next level. How do you balance, like, thinking about that but also keeping your focus on this game? I mean, those are things that you can't control right now. So, I mean, my whole life I've only worried about the things that I can control. If you worry about the stuff that you can't control, that's when you start stressing out. That's when you get anxiety. That's when you know things don't go your way. But if you can just focus on the stuff that you can do, then you can drive you know greater successes in yourself and your career. And it doesn't even matter what happens next because it's going to work itself out. Have you had dreams of playing in the NFL? Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know you know any other little boy out there on any of my teams that wanted to more than me. Now that that looks like it, it's a possibility, when did you kind of feel like, hey, I've got a chance to do that? I mean, I always thought I would, okay. you know, my whole life. Ever since I walked on and, you know, everybody was always like, yeah, you'll never. And I was like, yeah, I will. I, you, I'll, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just been a whole life thing, I believe. And, you know, I still got a long way to go to improve and get stronger and faster and to make it to that level because they're on a whole nother level when you watch them flying around it's just awesome but it gives you you know a sense of thrill and excitement that there's a whole nother level of play that you can inspire inspire to and be able to get and reach you play fullback is there a position you wanted to make the nfl as I like mean, outside of fullback, if there was another one you had like plans. To... If if I could, I probably would choose middle linebacker because okay. that that was, you know, I always liked you know, Erlocker okay. and you know all those guys growing up. So that was always fun, mm-hmm. and you know that's what I played in high school was that and running backs. I mean, either one I'd take. You know, <laughs> I'd play punter if they let me in the NFL. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. Um, with this bowl game coming up, you guys have had a chance now to look at Western Michigan a little closer. What do you what do you see on film from them? What do you expect? Um, we, they're a field boundary team okay. for sure, and they run a lot of even front under. But the thing is, is they changed their defensive coordinator for their last game of the season. So, I mean, they've had a lot of time to change things up. But if it stays typical of what they've done all season and with their last game, we'll see, you know, an underfront quarters and stuff like that. How has your role kind of morphed this year? We saw at the start of the year, you guys were in I formations. You were on the field quite a bit. Then Zach kind of takes over. It was more of a shotgun. You'd play kind of that up back almost. How's it morphed? Well, it's definitely morphed a lot. I mean, the first two games we were more of a tight we're going to come at you type offense and 
then it kind of you know morphed over the time to fit more of the whole team skills not just you know you can't make your whole team for Braden Albacri mm-hmm. and you know I've just embraced it and tried to make the most of every opportunity that I've gotten what okay of course you scored the first touchdown in Kalani Satake's head coaching career yeah. here so now that you're headed out looking back on your time here what are you going to take away what's going to be the thing you remember the most or what are you going to take away I'm just going to take away the fact that I've just been blessed my whole life. I mean, not a lot of people get to do what I've been able to do, and a lot of people even never get the chance to even try to do what I was able to accomplish and, you know, do with all my friends and, you know, even family, my brother and everything, which is just a blast. So I'm just going to take away great memories and, you know, a lot of friendships. Your brother, of course, is a defensive lineman. It's a different position, but is he going to be worthy of carrying on the El Bakri legacy for the remainder of his time here after you leave? Uh, he already is. <laughs> I mean, if you go back and watch the film this year, he's outplayed me for sure. He's <laughs> he's a monster, and I, I love everything that he does. And, you know, if there's anybody that I could say I think may work harder than me, it's him. So he's a beast, and he's going to be a beast for a long time here. Braden, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, there you go, Braden Albacri. Thank him for taking the time, and I hope he makes the NFL. I think he's actually going to be a potential draft pick, and I know fullbacks are kind of going by the wayside in the NFL, but he has shown the ability to really make an impact, and if he's not a draft pick, he'll be a free agent that I think somebody will pick up, and his special team's ability alone, I've talked about this on the podcast previously, I think his special team's ability alone would get him onto an NFL roster on a practice squad at the bare minimum, but he also has the added luxury of being your traditional fullback, a guy who loves contact, loves blocking, loves playing football, and can also catch the ball out of the backfield. They are skills that you can't uh, find on a lot of guys. You see it in the NFL that the fullback is a rarity these days, but guys that are very good at it get paid pretty handsomely. So hopefully Braden L. Backer gets an opportunity to live the dream he's been striving for his entire life in the NFL. Of course, he's got a great education. He's gone through the business school at BYU as a walk-on to the BYU football program. Hey, I went to BYU and I had friends that went through the BYU business program and they weren't even athletes. They simply were just regular students and they struggled. The fact that he was a walk-on having to provide for himself while also going to school in the business program, my hat goes off to Braden Elbakri and his wife. That is a truly impressive effort and impressive performance all the way around. And here's hoping he's able to make some money playing professional football, even if it's not in the NFL, the Alliance of American Football or the uh, XFL, these pro leagues that are springing up. You can make a little bit of money in them. So hopefully he's making money somewhere, but I would hope and I expect that he'll have an opportunity first in the NFL this coming spring. But first, BYU's got to go up and take on Western Michigan. We'll preview that game in its entirety for you tomorrow. That podcast is going to go up early tomorrow morning because, of course, it's a mid-afternoon game. So we'll be getting that podcast ready for you bright and early so that way you're ready for the ball game. And fingers crossed we don't have any production issues like we did today. All right, there you go. That is the second segment of the show. We'll come back with our final segment of today's podcast here in a moment. Talk about the curious case of what's going on with Tausili Fiatoa. He's going to Navy, but he's not going to BYU. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. 
And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. are locked on cougars all you got to do to play this podcast is tell your smartphone play podcast locked on cougars and you'll have the latest and greatest in byu sports news notes and insider info that you can find anywhere this is a daily podcast proud to be part of the locked on podcast network i'm jay catch all right Let's take a minute here. A report came out yesterday that BYU uh, commit Tausili Fiatoa from Kahuku High School there on Oahu in Hawaii uh, comes out in the Hawaii Prep World, uh, which is a website that's dedicated to Hawaii prep coverage. It's great. If you you have any interest in reading about prep coverage, that's one of the better ones in the entire country, but they do a great job covering recruiting as well. But they had a report that said that Tausili Fiatoa, the pass rusher from Kahuku, would not be signing with BYU at all. Instead, he was going to sign with Ken Niamatololo and the Naval Academy. Okay, a lot of BYU fans were left saying, whoa, what happened? Well, uh, the common thinking and the reports I had heard was that Fiatoa was working through a few academic issues and was going to be ready to sign in February, and all things indicated that he was going to sign with the Cougars. That is not going to be the case, at least not from what we've heard. Sterling Carvalho, the coach there at Kahuku, reporting that he's going to go to the Naval Academy, and I had a friend of mine, and he's listening to this podcast, I guarantee it, and he'll probably text me, but he texted me and said, hold up, a kid that is reportedly has academic issues can't get into BYU but is going to get into the Naval Academy explain that one to me and I my first thought was hey I completely agree but then I got to thinking about it and I realized that I something I had remembered about the Air Force Academy and I looked into it about Na- the Naval Academy and it's the same thing there's a prep academy there's a preparatory academy the Naval Academy runs similar to what Air Force runs and I'm, I'm pretty sure Army probably does the same thing where these programs plain and simple they can stash guys away for a year get their academics right and then get them enrolled in the academy and become a cadet uh, a midshipman in terms of the naval academy and they they carry on with their football career it doesn't affect your collegiate eligibility to have a post year of secondary education at an at a preparatory academy like this so it could be simply that his grades weren't good enough to get into byu uh kenny amatololo saw that swooped in and said hey I'm going to send you for a year to play football at the Naval Preparatory Academy, get your grades in order, and then we'll get you enrolled at the Naval Academy. Now, this doesn't mean he has to go to the Naval Academy. He has one year at this preparatory academy, and he could end up going to another school if he so desires. But the expectation is if the Naval Academy gets you enrolled in this preparatory academy, that you will matriculate into the Naval Academy and become a part of the midshipman football program. He would be a big pickup for for Navy. This is a three-star prospect. A pass rusher extraordinaire would be an incredible outside linebacker in the 3-4 scheme that Navy runs. Be a loss for BYU. It puts the onus on them to find a pass rusher to enroll in this class because we've talked about BYU's pass rush issues, and a lot of people thought that Fiatoa might be the answer for BYU in terms of getting that pass rush on track. 
doesn't look like it's, that's going to be the case, but we'll keep it. We'll keep you updated on that. I thought it was an interesting case, and I remember thinking about it. But I did some digging, uh, read up on it, and it simply could be the case that Navy is taking advantage of where BYU falls short. They have this preparatory academy, and they can get it. Fiatoa into school there, get his grades right, and then add him to the midshipman f- football program. Be a big pickup for Navy and a loss for the Cougars. Maybe BYU should look into putting a preparatory academy uh, together themselves. Use the old Provo High School campus as a preparatory academy. Make it the new Ricks College. Just a thought. We could discuss that more in the off season and the feasibility of it. I don't think it's very feasible, all things considered, but it's an idea for BYU if they want to jumpstart their football program. All right, that's all the time we got for today. Once again, sorry for the late arrival of this podcast. Like I said, things out of my control, but got it re-recorded for you. We'll be back tomorrow, bright and early, uh, previewing the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, getting you ready for the final game of the 2018 season for BYU football. Here's hoping for a win for the Cougars, and we'll have it all for you tomorrow right here on Locked On Cougars. Once again, today's podcast brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. Get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. All right, thanks again. I'm Jay Catch. It's been a blast bringing this podcast to you each and every day. Holiday season upon us. It's a fun time of year, especially when we're talking BYU football. More tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for December 20th, 2018. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast at free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.